Hello and welcome to the Home for Anime. I am your host, GPC, Great Podcaster Cali, and I am joined once again by my best of Andrew. What's up, Brezza? Gotta tell you, man, I gotta tell you, we have quite the movie to talk about today. I am doing great. I am looking forward to this conversation. I am too, because this is the first, one of the first movies that we have talked about that we haven't watched actively together. Mm-hmm. Which is surreal to think about. Like I, I was thinking about it, and we've watched ev- almost every movie that we've talked about together or at the same time. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy to think about. It's about been about almost a year since we first started recording together. Yeah, it'll be a year. Shows. It'll be a year next month, I think. Really? Or in June? Oh, I think it's in June because that's when um, Jose. No, 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 Demon Slayer. Demon, Demon Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. Yeah, it was Demon Slayer. I completely forgot. We we're gonna have to do an anniversary episode. Anniversary episode. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be lit. <laughs> That'd be fun. Awesome. Uh, why don't you tell the audience what we're talking about today? I mean, they probably already know, but, you know, well, make it official. Yeah, just to make it official. So we're talking about Pompo the Cinephile. G-Kids was kind enough to send me a copy of Pompo the Cinephile. And, yeah, this is a very interesting film, Pompo the Cinephile, because it is basically just a movie about making and appreciating movies. Yes. Maybe. Maybe? Mm. I don't know. It's strange because I feel like when you say it's a movie about making movies, people are going to have different expectations. Right, right. And for me going into the movie, just as a little preface to our conversation, I don't think that it's a movie about making movies, at least the way that I would think um, a movie would be interested in. Uh, definitely appreciation, a lot of it about appreciation and passion. Mm-hmm. But as for like the minute details that go into actually learning a craft, and again, it's a 90-minute movie. It's not like, it's <laughs> it's not trying to teach you anything. It's trying to kindle something and you rekindle something. Yeah, Maybe something that was never there. But you know, it does. It's not as interested as in the small details of the actual craft, more so than the characters, um, specifically the director, specifically the director, and their pursuit for, uh, well, making their dreams a reality. So the 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 film is called Pompo the Cinephile, and Pompo mm-hmm. is a cinephile, but so is the main character Gene, who ends up being the director on this big project that Pompo wrote. And he basically is like this, this mega fan when it comes to cinema. Actually, I, I laughed really hard at this one scene. Pompo has this thing about movies that are 90 minutes being perfect timed. And at one point, Gene says, oh, can I go into the theater and watch Cinema Paradiso? It's one of mm-hmm. my favorites. It's a classic. Bombo's like, how can you sit through that? 
Like I had to sit through so many films because my grandfather is a legendary filmmaker and I felt a hint of embarrassment because Cinema Paradiso is my second favorite film of all time wow. after, after Blanca Nieves. And I, I didn't know when I watched Cinema Paradiso that I was watching the director's cut the whole time. Whoa, okay. Which runs at almost three hours. Wow. And I that that movie is the closest that I've ever gotten to sitting through a three hour movie and actually enjoying it because I didn't pause the movie to get up and pee. I didn't look at my phone or anything. I was literally just watching the movie the whole time and enjoying it. Like I, I had to get up a few times during Avengers Endgame, which was a three hour movie because was it really? It was, and it was wow, not great. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So that, but yeah, that that little anecdote, that that little ditty about uh, cinema parody, so being because she's like, that's what's wrong with you, film buffs. You think that long <laughs> equals better? And I was like, fuck, I, I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the longest movie that I've watched. Um... Might be Seven, Seven Samurai, Kurosawa. No, that's over three hours. Might be Borderline Four. Damn. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched in a while, so uh, do not trust me on that. It's all but good. Definitely a long movie. Um, yeah. A slight spoiler warning. I kind of want to talk about something. Just mention something that's really cute that okay. I like. Are you, the talking about the, are you talking about the time run or the dance? The time run of the actual movie we yes, watched. Yes, yes. I that is something that Did I you want to work our way that. towards that. No, I, mean, I, I was actually going to. I was going to bring that up. Okay. That's why I brought up the time. Aside from this, yeah. Parody, okay. So. Awesome. So Pompo's rule about movies being ninety minutes has a twofold purpose in the movie because Gene, the director, has this ambition to make a movie that would make Pompo proud. And it it ends up being around 90 minutes. But that's not the only thing that ends up being 90 minutes. The film itself is exactly 90 minutes long. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go back and time it because it's like at... I did. One I did. hour, 30 minutes and like 40 some seconds. But like those 40 is probably from like the opening credits. Yes. And logos. Yeah. 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 Like the uh the G Kids and the uh that whatever that company was that did the production. Uh, Clap Productions? Well yeah, well no, not yeah, Clap too, but there is this other one that okay. I, I saw it before the title screen when we watched Bell. I can't think of the company name right now, but yeah, they I, I didn't put that in the timer. Like I I put it from exactly where oh yeah i don't know that no you're yeah, right. like exactly where it said like open that's why i said i want to take that time out and see yeah it was it was like almost exactly 90 minutes it, i think it was like a few seconds over yeah that's crazy and that um, that like rule it's not obnoxiously meta it doesn't break any of those like fourth wall type type things you know if you know what i'm saying like it, it's not it's, a, it's a tongue-in-cheek it's very uh but it's not like tongue-in-cheek. But... yes yeah, it's, it's not it's 
it's not obnoxious, I guess I should say. It's it's just it's, really it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um, and can really, we talk? It's really sorry, well. Sorry, I'm just saying it's really well done. Like you, you have to have a really keen eye for the story that you want to tell to make it exactly 90 minutes. And I, I'm sorry. I just have to go really quickly into this. If you can hold your thought, go for it. Go for it. I own the Pompo the Cinephile manga, the first and second volume, because those are all that are out right now in the u.s and they they added a bunch of stuff to make the movie substantial because i actually found the manga to be extremely lacking really yeah they added quite a bit of stuff and i think it was all for the better and i think that's part of what makes this such a fun ride for me because i was expecting a lackluster experience and it was just enriched so heavily so this is one of the few times that i will say read don't don't bother reading the manga or unless you just really want to like just watch the movie kind of like with a silent voice even though you really do need to read the silent voice manga yeah i want to i know there's extra stuff it's so good yeah i think they make a movie in that too right yeah it's a movie yeah they make a movie in that yeah like in the yeah, but like where the movie ends, like where the manga continues. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely need to pick that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else to add? Good point, by the way. Good, good. Little yeah. No, that's point, no. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. I just, I had to say that before I forgot. Yeah. No, you're good. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the opening sequence. Yes. Uh, about the uh, movie that the movie opens up with that they're shooting in production. It's this. The movie describes like B film in which you know it's going to be good because the lead actress is attractive. And if the lead actress is attractive, or lead actor, I should say, um, is attractive, it's going to be a good movie. And in doing this, first off, you're getting a behind-the-scenes look of how things are made, right? Mm-hmm. Right off the bat. The movie isn't interested with dissuading you or being coy. It's just going to show you full force what it is, what it's doing, and does not care about uh, suspension of disbelief, right? Like, this movie is what it is, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to romanticize things in a way that's going to be fun, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the, makes the opening sequence so important to the expectation of the movie because more or less of what you're watching then is what you're going to watch more of, right? And if you like that, then you'll have the rest of the movie. Um, Anything you want to say about that? I was just going to say, taken from your tone, it sounds like you didn't love it. Um, I could have hated it Uh (laughs) if it didn't have this opening. Uh Um, I'm not sure why I can't really fully put it to words like... uh, like, I feel like I need to let this movie sit with me for a bit. But also, I feel like it just didn't take a lot out of it. Um, it might simply be that this movie just wasn't for me. And that's totally fine. Um, I could try to explain more so, but, like, I feel like that would just be doing a disservice or, like, end up in me giving this movie backhanded compliments, which I don't want to do because, honestly, I can definitely see people really enjoying this movie. And I did have some fun with it. But, um... 
I just wasn't interested in what they were doing. So I think what makes it so, I don't want to say powerful, but what makes it so great for me is that I've basically been doing cinema studies since middle school. Yeah. Middle school, high school, undergrad. Now I'm in graduate school, still doing cinema studies. I have made films in the past. I have a massive film collection. I mean, it's not as big as my anime collection, but yeah, it's still pretty big. And I just I have this huge appreciation for cinema, for the process of making films, watching films. I'm of course a professional film critic and it just this movie just really spoke to me on several levels because I thought wow this is just this is all the fun that all parts of my identity beyond being an anime fan have cultivated into mm-hmm. so it I I think what makes it good for me it's very much a personal thing yeah, that, that and the great animation. I mean, Studio Clap. Yeah, they did a great they, job with that. They made this movie beautiful. There were some sequences where I just felt like things were a little too uh, stagnant or static, but that, that's, that's fine. That's fine. But like, they have some. They they've utilized some amazing transitions in several of the movie scenes. I really like that. Um, thank you for sharing. I see. Like, that's the kind of response I can expect right mm-hmm. and that's my expect that was my expectation going in like an appreciation of the craft because i um I, I love movies too and i've grown up watching several of them in a way that i was like i felt like i should have related more to gene but i didn't i feel like what i needed was some of the harsher aspects of honing a craft and getting like a chance to shine and i felt like things in this movie were too convenient which isn't a bad thing i want to stress that enough it's not a bad thing but i think i was more uh i, I was expecting something um a bit more honest and i think my expectations dampened my experience a bit you have a, this this movie is really interested in romanticizing hollywood and the movie industry in a way that kind of acts a little harsh and unforgiving, but not really, because things are going to work out anyway. Um, yeah, the the ending kind of felt like a joke in the manga, but here, I I think that what what you're saying, uh. <sighs> I, I get what you're saying about the romanization, but the growth is do, doesn't always have to be inconvenient. If that makes True. sense. So I think that yeah, things might have come a little bit easy at some points, but I mean, we see Gene mm-hmm. work really hard, and there are natural talents like Pompo and the actresses and the and the actor uh, who's like a fake Marlon Brando, which Oh my goodness. In the in the He was great. In the manga <laughs> funny. in the manga they say that um, that guy's favorite actor is Marlon Brando. So I'm like, who are you? 
so this is and this isn't just for for filmmaking this is for any artistic aspect just i agree with you just growing doesn't there are there are hardships most definitely nothing comes for free but there are just some things that come more naturally to some than others and i mean everyone's experiences everyone's different experiences definitely make up how they process and work toward things if if that makes sense it does and i think what we're trying to gesture towards it's not so much that in, in i feel like people get hung tight over talent as like the key factor in what makes great pieces of work but it's not just that right like um talent you can find it anywhere honestly like so many people have so many different talents i think what really makes a difference is persistence and that's what we see from gene and it's so i'm glad that you brought that up because they highlight that in the movie that talent just doesn't make for success always does not because of this the character that's introduced when from when Gene was in high school yeah the bank dude yeah i hated that bank scene so much oh (laughs) i hated it so much that's the worst part of the film for me i thought it was i thought it was unnecessary but I kind of appreciated it. And toward the end, I, I did tear up mm-hmm. because that was the first time that that guy like actually worked towards anything. And that just, that just made me, that made me emotional because. Mm-hmm. I don't no, know, I like, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say, you know how people kind of, go toward those wish fulfillment anime the uh the awesome quote-unquote shonen or like the isekai the self-insert characters that are built all around like i again i just see myself in a lot of these characters so i think i finally understand that (laughs) that wish fulfillment thing and uh or at least identifying and kind of manipulating the meaning of the media that I'm consuming to make it more so suit what I'm into. Kind of like what we talked about with that scholar, Henry Jenkins. Mm, Okay. I guess I I don't, I don't dislike like his purpose in the movie. I, I think that's a, that was a good inclusion. I think more so is just some of the um, framing around that. Like, I think that's where the romanticism or the embellishments really just kind of got on my nerves where I felt like this is like <laughs> too much. I'm like, this is where I feel like the film should be more honest, but like the film isn't about this. So it's like fine. But for me personally, it really irked me because like the guy out, one of the bankers outright says, one of the investors says, um, you know, banking should be about making people's dreams come true, but it's it's not. Like, it's notoriously not. It's about making more money, and you just have the president show up and like approve this message. And like again, it's it's not a bad scene. It just personally, I think I should clarify. Just it was a big like what the fuck moment. Like I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> this is not how it works. This shit's fucking ruthless. <laughs> I mean, it's 
it was just random big dick energy, but I was here for it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming we're like in spoiler territory now, or have been in a while. I don't know. I mean, uh, have we been? Kind of. I don't know if you can really spoil this movie. Nobody it's an experience. knows what the fuck we're talking about, and they're not True. going to unless they watch the movie because we're just picking at things and saying why we appreciate them. Or All right, let's true, true. Them. All right, you want to set aside the scabs and talk a bit more about the plot, or so? I enjoy this movie, but the plot is basically Gene making a movie. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little highlight reel of like things, uh, directors and like a filming crew, production crew will run across. You know, mm-hmm. they have limited amount of time to shoot in certain things, and whenever, uh, especially like if you're shooting a lot outside, um, you have days set aside for you know indoor shooting, and everything has to be finite, and all of this is backed up by investors. It's like it, it, it shows you a snip. It shows you snippets of these different things that um, a production team has to take into account. And I liked it. It was nice. Mm, yeah. Um, I, like I just it. don't know. How did. Okay. So obviously, like, there's a journey in trying to figure out how to make this movie Gene's. Like, I think the central tension is Gene has an opportunity to shoot this movie he didn't write it he's not acting in it mm-hmm. he's directing it and it's showing you straightforward what the direction's role is right mm-hmm. and i think with that there's a smart move in showing um a, a parallel between the main character of the movie and showing him as like this uh, other side of gene's development right because in the fake the movie within the movie that they're making is about a composer who is trying to come up with like his magnum opus more or less right what do they call it the aria the aria of the soul um and through that there's a lot of complications and things that they have to rewrite and revisit because at the end of the day whenever the movie is like first complete 2 weeks before they're supposed to screen it gene completely restarts because he realizes where am I in this movie? Mm-hmm. Where am I making my mark? Right. And I think this is what I appreciate the most about the movie. And honestly, like the best part of the movie, in my opinion. And, and you see him revisit wonderful scenes in the moment when they captured wonderful scenes that he asked to get rid of, to make mm-hmm. space. Right. Mm-hmm. And at least in writing, there's this phrase called, uh, Murder that darling. we say, Killing your darlings, murdering your darlings, whatever version you want to say. And it's uh, it's such a common thing to say, too, because, like, oftentimes you'll create something you just really love. But for, like, the the larger picture, the larger work that you're trying to create doesn't always make room for it. And you have to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like some of the framing early on on when they finish shooting the first time and they move towards the editing process and um, Pompo that right says the filmmaking is objective, but the editing process is objective. 
And this is where we find out if Gene has it, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's where I think the tension rises the most. And um, honestly, I, I thinking about it now, I did really enjoy uh, several of the scenes paralleling Gene with the main character, trying to find his uh, his mark and kind of bring back everything that he sacrificed up to this point. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was finding, beautiful. finding yourself in your work is extremely important. That and, like I said before, knowing who you want to make it for. When you have those two things together, you are darn near unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah, as just as a creator, like anybody who does anything, filmmaking, cosplaying, podcasting, animating, like there's just so much freaking work that goes into it. And it's just, yeah, I think that if, if you're any type of creator, you will find something to appreciate about this movie. Or, or if you are a, is it Fort, Fortnite? Where are you going with this? The dance. Oh. Was the dance from Fortnite? That they did in the party? That the girl did at the party. It's originally from a... a, a sorry, this is kind of loading. Um, it's originally from TikTok. It's okay. a popular dance. I think like... Uh, I, I don't know any of the credit or the origins, but I know it came probably from um, some dance from TikTok. And, yeah, or like uh, you pump your fist up three times and, and you kick, your, kick while you're kicking and your leg you, back yeah. and then you like put your fist down that i was laughing so hard <laughs> yeah she just had to work out that excitement <laughs> she was nervous and nervous too she was, yeah she was like i'm so nervous and this is what i do and i'm nervous and i'm like that is the weirdest fucking thing to do when you're nervous yeah quick question what do you have uh what do you think about our the the three main like future star cast Pompo, um, Jean and Natalie totally not Wood. Natalie about their adolescent like design. What did you, what did you feel about that? How did you feel about that? Natalie was cool as fuck. Yeah, she was cool. Like she uh, she was one of my favorite characters because and we get we if you read volume two she actually wants to be a producer oh that's interesting yeah so it's like she's starring in all these b movies right and turns out she's been saving up because she wants to be a producer like pompo yeah i feel like um there's a lot of easy to make jokes about like executive producers producers and um and any kind of collaborative TV or movie production, but like honestly, uh, some some of the hardest things to push for it for like in terms of like, for example, representation and media, a, a lot of what allows that to be pushed forward is, are the producers, right? Oh wait, I got that completely. I mixed up people. I was thinking about <laughs> I was thinking about Mistia. You're oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, I was, I was like, uh, you read it, so I wasn't questioning. No, because when you said maybe I should, because when you said 
not Nya Lee Wood, I was like, oh, wait. Because, like, Mystia's verbal tick is that she says Nya. Like a cat. Yeah. What is with the Nya prefix in a lot of these? It's you got Nyalywood, you got Nyepsi, the totally not Pepsi uh, joke. Uh, what, what else? There's, I know there's way more with the NYA prefix. I mean, honestly, cats are the shit. That's that's they are they're gangsters hell. That was the only thing I could think of. But yeah, I got that. I got that wrong. I, as soon as you said yeah, that was the first thing that came into my mind. And I was like, wait, that's not right. What's your name? But my like, my my point still stands because like you know, a good producer will push forward for um for something that they they really believe in. That's why you have a, a good. Actually, I don't want to speak on that. Yeah, I'm not going to speak on that. But like, a good producer will know what to fight for, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll risk it. We'll risk it. Um, and Pompo gave Gene a lot of creative space. Oh my goodness, yeah, it was great. Was I don't know. Maybe maybe my sourness on the romanticization of like Hollywood in this film is just because my dissatisfaction and like a lot of times discussed with Hollywood. Um, obviously not all of it's bad, but you know, just stuff that comes out of the industry and people abusing power. So just in case I wasn't clear enough on why maybe this movie didn't land for me, it's just the subject of its romanization. I just didn't like its location, honestly. So it it's the same problem I had with like La La Land. So it's not just, so it's just, it's not because just because it was based off of Hollywood. I, I think that because it's part of it, like I, I feel like that wasn't really, like that was the backdrop, but it wasn't yeah that big in the grand scheme. Of like like yeah, that's it's the movie production place, or like you know where where movies are made. But this was this was a team. Yeah, it was I mean, a team. Like not a, that, that's what I'm saying. It's just yeah, like like not a thing. not a Nollywood slash Hollywood team. Like this is a just a team. So that. Like if you can disassociate the two, that's when it becomes a good movie. Because, like, I remember everyone was going crazy over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They're like, "This is." Yeah, I didn't care for that either. Honestly, I, I fucking hated that movie. It's not bad. I just, uh, no, I, just, just I, wasn't I, for me. Like I hated it, and like that dude is one of my favorite directors. So have you watched Jackie Brown? Sorry, yeah, that's I told... my favorite. That's my favorite <laughs> movie like... from him. Um, hold on, let me get this right. It's an adaptation of sorts, or maybe not an adaptation. So it's a it's a it's a unique production for his him as a director. Oh, absolutely! It Sorry, was of, it was one of his earlier works. Yeah, but I I love that movie. It's so good. so good. Oh, uh, talking about <laughs> dude, this is the this is this is the movie episode. We can literally just. Talk the movie about, episode. Yes. Oh my goodness! Like we have the free space to talk about movies because of Pompo the cinephile. Like I've already brought up Cinema Paradiso and Blanca Nieves, mm-hmm. which I, everyone watch Blanca Nieves if you haven't watched it. It's black and white silent film from 2012. Basically, just imagine if Snow White was a bullfighter. That's it. That's the film. I haven't watched it, but I should. I I think one thing just to connect this to anime too, and why I think the Oftentimes, if you have a story in an animated movie that, you know, I didn't vibe with as much, at least like the one compliment you can make is like, at least it looked pretty. Right. And even that's a bit of an understatement. I think like the style 
of a lot of animated movies is just so refreshing, especially when you get bombarded with like marketing and like movies that just don't care about color. This one don't care about color. This, this one cares about, about color. color. Animated movies and anime make it a priority. Some do it better than others, but at least you get a nice visual buffet. And if it's one. any better, it's a five course meal and you coming out of the theater you're full and it's just so great um yeah i i, I just uh since this is a movie episode i can make an excuse i just rewatched uh, attack the block hmm. which um is kind of like a horror comedy movie um john boyega starring role i think it's back in 2012 hmm. so way before he got started in um, star wars or not that long ago, but you know, before then, but um, does a great role. That movie's just so beautiful to look at, just amazing lighting, and like, I don't know how to explain this. I guess like that appreciation I felt like was missing from some of the movie, or I guess it's just like my personal uh, lens that I apply to in like watching movies and like how I often. Uh, experience of work. I just, I did, I just didn't feel it here. Like, I, I guess that's why, like, my favorite moment in the movie was when you saw that tension between, or when you saw that tension in um, Gene trying to make his mark in this piece of work that isn't fully his, but he is a part of. Like, he is a big part of. You know, he has to fill in this specific role. Um, I feel like everything else is just a build up to that, and that's fine. You are definitely valid in your feelings i will never tell you otherwise oh my god you're totally valid but thank you i i do disagree i think that everybody's love for movies shown through in this film i i am I, you can't you, wait. You can't speak for every. I'm sorry. No, I'll let you finish. I'll no, let you finish. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I see what you. I, <laughs> what do you mean? You can't, I'm sorry. Wait, what did I say? You said uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, you were, you said um, you 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 you. Uh, my, my point was valid, but. You do believe that everyone's appreciation of the film was shown in this movie, but I'm just right. No, like, like everyone, like the characters. The characters. Okay, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> the, all the characters. A buffoon feelings. Move for me. Yeah, all the characters' feelings in this. But like that's film. the thing. I don't think we spend enough time with them, and it's like I maybe okay. So it's maybe we have to assume the, a lot, and that's totally fine too. But I just didn't maybe, care to, or if they didn't feel compelled. I think it's the hybrid of the fact that I read the manga and watched the film because, like, they they go deep in with each character. Like, they have special segments dedicated to each of them talking about their three favorite films and why. There's, okay. yeah, like you get little lessons on different films, and so I I knew that, and everybody working was so happy with what they were doing in the film i did like those moments them I working mean, as a team. it was there were there were hard times for sure like there are times I'm like i'm tired or like i am working on something else but they all were there because they wanted to be there so that yeah. that is love to me for cinema that's what yeah. 
that's what makes I, it I, so see, special. I think that's a part of the like the gripe I have with the romanization because like often the production team staff members are the ones that like have to put up with like a lot of BS at times, right? Like Pompo makes it a point where it's like uh, when Gene says he wants to shoot an extra scene, she's like, you realize what this is going to cost. You realize all these schedules we're going to have to rearrange and stuff. And it is not, it's not really interested in showing you that, um, that, that, that the complicated mess, right? It's like, we have this ending we want to get to. Let's just have the conflict here and then just show up. Right. And I think that's what the investment uh, plotline is what takes See, place. For me, it's the fact that they showed up that shows the hardships. Because if they hadn't raised that money, those people would not have come back. There's no two ways about that. Those okay. people would have said, Gene, make like a tree and fuck off. Yeah, I mean, we still didn't see. I, we saw the culmination of it. I wanted to see the in-between scenes. That's what I'm saying. Then it wouldn't have been 90 minutes unless you cut something else. Yeah, and that's why I think it's cute. Yeah. Right. And that's totally fine. But um, that, that... Wow, this is... Hold up, give me a sec. What were you saying? I was going to say that... I don't know. I feel like for what this is... That would have been just unnecessary drama. True, true. Um, I guess I just wish this film. Uh, I wish the tension was in a different spot. I guess. Well, what I appreciate about it is that instead of getting you know ten, twenty, thirty minutes worth of that conflict. Pompo scared it straight into everyone's hearts. Especially Jean's. Like, I watched this with Ryan. Me, Ryan, and Jean, when she, like, had that scowl and she was like, this is what it's going to cost. This is what you are doing to other people. I was like, that is more powerful to me and way more time efficient than actually seeing any of it because she she mm-hmm. just did a great job of being like the all-knowing cinema person, the producer, Pompo the producer. Yeah. So I guess I just can't live in that kind of, um, I don't know if I should call it a fantasy, because also if I say that, it might imply some kind of um, immaturity. But I don't know if that's also unwarranted, especially with how young they're designed to look, right? I guess it's more so with just how promising they are. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the movie really invites me to engage with it. Hmm. It wants to be about storytelling and sacrifices and the passion that it takes, but I'd never, I never, I just didn't have the experience that you did. The part of me wish I had. Well, yeah, maybe it's just, yeah, it's just self-insert fantasy, just Pompo the cinephile, Cameron the cinephile. Yeah. Well, Andrew, do you have anything else you want to say? I feel like I feel like I've ruined your day. No, you didn't ruin my day. Like I wanted to listen. I wanted to be challenged a bit because I feel like maybe me coming with my own merits to the film, I wasn't engaging with it in a way that um and maybe I didn't even need to engage, just need to 
sit and experience it. But like, you know, part of me just want to know, like, because I, because I know you enjoyed it. Yeah, I love and it. I had expectations going in, and I just wanted to see the other side of it because I, because like I don't think it's like worthless. I don't think it's like a this bad time. There's parts of it I didn't enjoy. There's parts of it I really enjoyed. There's parts I feel like should have been expanded. There's parts I feel like you know, from a writing perspective, should have been, um, were brought in a lot of conflict within the actual writing and not the, the drama itself. But like you know, as a writer, what is uh, what 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 are you? What are you trying? What message are you trying to send here? Right. Especially like just for example, the scene where Gene basically overworks himself, mm-hmm. and you get the whole point with like you know sacrifice and like no, like I don't, I don't personally, I don't think any piece of work is ever truly worth your own sacrifice. Um, and I think that at that point it's just me putting in my feelings and self. And I maybe someone could say that you know maybe I'm not really to risk risk it then. But I don't know. The movie didn't make me ask these things. I, I guess I, it's just because I've experienced them. Like I, I remember. I I don't know if you remember, like a year ago, when I did that big two part episode about all the anime from spring twenty twenty one. That was, I think, over 40 shows. Yeah, it was a lot to take. And I I made myself sick doing that. But I said mm-hmm. I wanted to do it for the podcast, and I said I'm never fucking doing that again. But that was something that I felt like I had to do to validate myself as a content creator as an anime podcaster and even though i know my limits a little bit better now and i know that i i physically and mentally and emotionally cannot do that again part of me just understands why gene went as hard as he did and i mean he went way harder than i did because i just watched like between over 40 shows, I think I watched like 60 or 70 something episodes of anime in like, wow. two, in like two or three weeks mm-hmm. while doing school. Like I want, I, I was not, I was not happy and you could tell how tired I was in that episode. Yeah. But like your outcome from that was, would, would you say it was different from Gene's like the experience with there, but like he had an incredibly positive one, right? Like his sacrifices were affirmed at the end. I would. I'm say, not saying you're not. I'm just. I'm just. No, curious. I, I. I understand what you're saying. I mean, sacrifice and hard work do. Well, I'm not gonna say do, but they can pay off. Yeah, the persistence. I, I just. I know that I have to work hard in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it sounds if like I may say a bit. Obviously, I don't want to. Uh, insert my, my my thoughts and say this is what your experience was but like you, yours was one of learning and adaptation and change and his was just pushing himself forward and you know creating what he needs to do and you know uh having a positive outcome it's about learning I, it's about your first your first time yeah. doing something yeah i guess yeah i guess that also leads more uh 
credence, 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 whatever the word is, to that scene you mentioned earlier where, you know, Pompo was tell, asking Gene if he, if he was willing to sacrifice all this, or this is what he's willing to ask of her in order to shoot that additional scene and add that additional scene in the script, right? Like he's going through that for the first time and he's deleting everything again, or deleting everything and rearranging things in the editing room for the first time. Dude, that fucking happens. It does. <laughs> and like, like I, I've had the experience of writing and having myself critiqued and it's like some of the harshest, thing, especially the first time, it's some of the, like, the harshest and like most just in, it's intense feeling. Uh-huh. Especially if it's in a large room full of a lot of people, um, but like you do learn a lot from that. Um, but yeah, I, we can talk about specific scenes from here to there. But I think at the end of it, it's just this experience was not one that I am taking much from, except I had fun. I I also had fun, and I think that the awesome visuals. The music was also a lot of fun. I I love the main theme that they use in all the trailers. And then when I heard it, I was like, yes, this is it. But it had some really good music. And I laughed a lot. It's it's just a really feel-good time for, for me. And I would recommend, if you love movies, then check out Pompo the Cinephile. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think people should give it a try. Um, I do want to shout out and others. I do want to shout out one more movie just because I just saw it, and my, I also want to shout out another one. <laughs> yeah, my, my good friend asked me to go see it, and I was like, "All right, bet I'll watch it." And she has a lot to say about it, and everything, everywhere, all at once. I still need to watch it. That movie is phenomenal. Where's it on, or where can you stream it? Uh, it's in theaters. In theaters, right? Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure what the situation was. I might go watch it then. Like, I've not been that emotional tomorrow with a comedy slash action slash family drama in a long time, probably mm-hmm. ever. Like that movie genuinely touched me. Wow, big like, praise, big praise. Yeah, because Daniels they do a great job. Uh, their, I think it was their first feature was Swiss Army Man, and that one. That one I think made me cry. And then Swiss there, Army Man is that yeah. the one with uh, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe? Radcliffe and Paul Dano? I need to rewatch it because it's been years. What a what a strange experience. I remember, and I, I didn't hate it or like it. It's just like just something different. And, yeah, um, all they ever needed was a montage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, shout out your movie, and then then we'll uh, we'll call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shout it out anymore. It feels weird. Why? Uh, I was gonna say, um, uh, fuck, I forgot the name. Oh, Showgirls by Paul Verhoeven, but like for a different reason. Like, okay, but Showgirls is actually a good movie from what I remember. But what do you want to say about it? Yeah. So just off the bat, I understand people don't like the movie. There's some, there are some pretty sensitive things that it talks about and all that near the end. Um, but I think. What I really appreciated about Showgirls is that it takes that romanticized ideal about anyone can make it, like American Dream, that you often see in a lot of movies that are set in Hollywood. I would say Hollywood is a backdrop, but more so like it is is emblematic of a lot of these um, cinematic experiences and stories that we tell ourselves. 
But like it's been set in its head by setting it in Las Vegas where everyone's doomed to fail. Like the game is rigged against you from the start. Like mm-hmm. it's such a smart move. Um, but I really appreciate it. But yeah, that's us talking about film and everything. Like I feel like that's a film that is more interested in like <laughs> completely uh, flicking you off <laughs> on those expectations. Um, yeah. Andrew. Uh, this has been fun. Thank but you. I agree. Aside from this being Pompo the Cinephile, this is really just, I, I, I'll have to call this Pompo the Cinephile parentheses, the movie episode. <laughs> you do but, what you gotta do. Well, with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to yet another episode of the home for anime. If you want to get in contact with me, you can do so on Instagram over at Anime Alpha Goat, Twitter at our anime home, or via email at our anime home at gmail.com. And yeah, thanks for listening. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast. Of course, thank you so much. And if you need me, I'll be shrouded away in the editing room. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> all right thank you again for having me yeah, awesome conversation always happy to have it <laughs> yeah and with that we are out <laughs> <laughs>